What's going on? Everybody, you've got the cardboard coaches here with your boy, Coach Go. And I am one of the few, the proud, the 5%. I am the sports card cartel. Uh, I don't know if you are in the 5%, bro. You don't think so? No, no, not yet. One of these days. How so? Uh, I don't think you can say and do whatever you want without ramifications. <laughs> the, the, the 5% that I am referring to is not what you may think the 5% is. I am referring to the 5% of people that are troublemakers, right? Oh. 95% are wonderful. And of course, I am referring to the Luca Tiger Braun podcast involving our good friend and individual that we I had no idea who this person was and until maybe a month ago, Don Diego, who said that five percent of the community are troublemakers, quote unquote, that dare to question some of the behavior and tactics of some of the people that we will be discussing on the show here today. So perhaps you 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 are thinking of a different five percent. Definitely the elite five percent. Yes. Oh yes, 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 yes. That's what I'm referring to as the five percent. Uh speaking of the elite five percent, uh we're gonna be starting today's show off by talking about Mr. Ken Golden. And you know he seems to come up more and more uh over the course of the last few weeks. Uh, and this time, it was for some of his shenanigans on a live Instagram. I guess it was just an Instagram live. And what he did was set fire to a, it looked like a, just a bin of some kind. Uh, a now, plastic bin. A plastic bin. Uh, so a bit of a backstory. For those of you who haven't heard our last podcast, we were talking a little bit about the story in which card porn broke or suggested uh, that the Fleer 96, I don't know if it said 96, the Fleer 86, the 86 Fleer box that was opened at the National that was given away by Whatnot and opened by all of your favorite influencers, that box that had been purchased by Golden, uh, as the packs were being opened, it looked as if someone had repackaged that box. Uh, and the reason why Golden decided to set fire to this plastic bin is because apparently over the course of the, the last few weeks, a lot of people have been getting at him and suggesting that the packs, the opened packs that he kept from the Drake break, the, the, the break that involved Drake and card porn, uh, you know, he he specifically took those the empty packages and people were suggesting that he had taken those packets and then had created his own new box uh, with the repurposed cards and then sold it or got it authenticated by BBCE and then sold it to whatnot for whatnot to give away. Uh, and, and in in, I guess, fighting uh, all those DMs and all those suggestions, he set those loose packs, or not loose packs, the loose wrappers on fire in a bin just yeah. to say, hey, look, I, I, you know, I kept them for my own sake, but now I've got to burn them because that's the only way that I can, I can get uh, some credibility back, I guess. And it was really interesting to see someone 
who uh, is, I mean, obviously a big part of this hobby. Um, some would say a focal point to react in such a, a, a manner in which I just don't think he had much control in that scenario. I think almost an overreaction. Perhaps. I think he, yeah, I think he kind of lost his cool and it was, it was actually very interesting to watch. So this is an important bit of information for a lot of uh, viewers slash listeners, because there's a lot of questions after all of these memes that hit uh, our IG feeds all at the same time. So you're touching on an important piece of information that some people miss. Now, to be clear, let's just get this straight. Uh, the news regarding the 86 Fleer box opened at the National was broken by Sports Card Radio. That's right. Carporn was a little, That's right. Carporn was a little bit late to the game. Uh, as they have been lately, I've noticed, uh, no longer are they breaking news. A lot of times they're rehashed news, but they have more eyes on them than most people. Um, you know, when it comes to Ken Golden, this is a guy that has been in our hobby for better or for worse since the dawn of time when it comes to the, the, the sports card collectible boom going all the way back uh, to the 90s. So what we saw was, a, a, a crazed Ken Golden. Let's not say he's crazed, but we saw Ken Golden responding to rumors that I thought were patently ridiculous. Yeah. Let's just put that up there right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and uh, creating some kind of fire hazard using a plastic bin. Uh, kids, let's not set fires in plastic bins. Uh, I'm not a fire expert by any means, but I at least know that much. And burning rappers that themselves coach co they have some value oh I mean, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're definitely worth some money empty empty 86 clear wrappers are a beautiful thing you can put them on display you can sell them individually this has gone on for quite some time but i like the fact that the hobby's opening their mind to possibilities so yeah. once we saw what happened at the national with a clearly searched slash manipulated frankenstein box of 86 clear we realized that you got to get wrappers from somewhere if you're going to manipulate packs and boxes. And it was really interesting to see a bunch of people hop on this concept that Golden was hoarding packs. Because every time you crack one of these 86 clear boxes, of which there are many out there, you have a stack of empty wax wrappers. And uh, yeah, I saw that accusation and I found it, I found it uh, interesting and I found it you know, to be representative of the, the the newly inquiring minds in our hobby that are learning more and kind of coming up with some thoughts off the beaten path. But I also kind of thought it was unfair. Let's be honest here. The, the manipulators are using vehicles like Golden and the auction houses to sell and distribute their wares, almost like a, a fence, um, but I, I highly doubt Ken Golden is taking the time himself to rewrap these boxes or, or his company. They are receiving these goods, these questionable goods that have been wrapped by BBC. I don't want to take the attention off BBCE or the actual manipulators by accusing Golden yep. in that sense. I think that's fair, right? Yeah, I think um, it's fair. But yeah, he set those wrappers on fire, man, as if to say, I'm not keeping these wrappers. You guys want some proof? Now, the fact that it was such a, an overreaction and so wild has led to more speculation, which is a reminder to all of us, let's not overreact when we are accused of something. Oftentimes, people that overreact when they're accused of something have something to hide. 
Yeah, and I think it's interesting to note that uh, Golden Auctions comes up again in a pretty prominent way um, with the second bit of like uh, the, the second bomb that kind of dropped on the hobby. And this actually just dropped recently. This dropped as early as last night. We're recording on Saturday, so this must have dropped on Friday. And it comes courtesy of Adam at PWCC. He's been a big member of the hobby for quite some time, 30 plus years, he says. And he's a um, he is someone who works at PWCC, so deals with cards quite frequently. Apparently, he's got a fascination for the 97 credentials basketball set, the Fleer credential set. Very popular set, uh, not just the basketball, but uh, Fleer credential is also popular in hockey and uh, various other sports. And these are some pretty big ticket items. And in the video he posted, uh, he talked about how every day he goes on eBay and searches for these 97 credentials. And recently he's been seeing some pop up, like more so than, than usual. And they, they've all been popping up uh, without, they're graded in Beckett Slabs without uh, subgrades, which is actually kind of interesting. Very, and, and this is actually one of the fishiest parts of the whole thing is that, you know, you have these cards that are worth uh, five figures and you don't get subgrades on them when and usually you're using the cheapest, the cheapest version of grading. Right? Exactly. And not to mention, like, we know that subgrades can be an opportunity to increase value, right? Like, let's say your card is a seven. But one of the subgrades is like a three, but it's a bunch of other nines. You know, some would argue that seeing a bunch of other nines is it means it's a little bit more valuable than than it would be if it was just this. I mean, obviously, you can't have like a three and a nines, but you get what I'm saying, though. Do you know what I mean? If one yeah. of them was a uh, a seven and the rest of them were nine fives or nines or whatever the case may be. So that aspect is super interesting. In this video, he, and if you haven't checked it out, you need to, we'll break it down. We'll put it in the comment section, either that or a link it in this video. Uh, but he goes on to uh, talk about five that he's found specifically that he thinks were purchased from an, or, or were originally from an uncut sheet sold at golden auctions a few months ago for about $10,000. So I think the final auction price at golden auctions was $10,000. $800. And what someone did or what he is almost positive someone did was buy this uncut sheet, cut them, serial number them themselves, submit them to Beckett under the cheapest possible option. And now they're out in the marketplace. And some, and just to put it into perspective, the Jordan from this, this credential set, is uh is a six figure card easily. The Kobe is about fifty thousand dollars. So these are some big time cards that have just been created out of thin air from an uncut sheet. Um, and I mean, if this eventually gets found out to be true, because right now it's it's you know really good research, but at the end of the day, still speculation. I mean, this could be uh, a big bomb that's dropped on Beckett at the very least. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Now, I mean, and again, in order to, you know, just giving credit where it's due, I saw this news break via Spinotron. Is it Spino or Spinotron? Yeah, Spinotron. So, so and then he another was, uh... gentleman, 
Another gentleman, Card Guy Twenty Seven. That's Adam. Gonna... That, is, that is Adam. That's Adam. Okay, that's Adam. great. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so that's Adam. So I mean, that goes to show how much I'm tracking the one percent. By the way, I think we may have a title for this podcast: the one percent versus the five percent potentially. Because because don't get don't get it wrong. We started talking about Ken Golden on yeah. this podcast. We're talking we're talking about the one percent. Yeah. That's um, fair. Now this, by the way, so you covered that pretty uh, comprehensively. Other than the fact that. This uncut sheet was not serially numbered, and no. these are this is a, it's a serially numbered set, right? Yeah, and it was it is allegedly uh, stamped by someone who had added serial numbers. Well, that's what right. I, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I can't I remember. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. That said, that that is a real thing. Yeah. There are there are machines that can do all of this stuff that you or I or anyone else, if you've got the resources and the means, you, you can obtain it. It, it. It's it's obtainable, so to speak. Um, so let's not forget that. And uh, that's the issue at hand is is trying to determine if it is 100 percent the result of having cut the sheet and added the stamps. These guys know a lot more about it than, than you and I. So I'm you know, kind of taking their, their word for it. Yeah. We know that the two sectors right now in the hobby that are absolutely out of control and flush with cash are, are nineties basketball inserts and modern football. I mean, that's kind of what I'm seeing yeah. as, as an outsider who's not involved in those sectors. Yeah. And so we're talking big money. And uh, again, Golden and the like are always going to be involved in one way or the other, because like I mentioned previously, they are going to be the cover the fence, the, uh, the, 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 the vehicle with which a lot of these items will move. There's a question, and I'm throwing it out there, Coach Co., because there's no correct answer here or immediate answer, but the question becomes if, if, if the surface seems to be correct with these auction houses, how much work should they be doing? Um, I know that my initial reaction was always they need to have the utmost in authentication and making sure that what they're offering on their platforms are real. But what happens when it's already gone through a certification company like Beckett? If if a Beckett slab arrives to Probstein or Golden or Heritage or any of these companies, I'm beginning to realize now it's it's not on those auction companies to then re-verify the item. Um, that adds a layer that's almost kind of unfair to these companies. I always think back to doing consignment for people and what is expected of me? I mean, that's a whole other layer. Are you now becoming a grading authentication company in addition to an auction house? I'm sure people have strong opinions about that. I but think you just uh, single-handedly created a brand new hobby sector, my friend. Mm -hmm. Authenticating authenticators. Well, listen, we've got yeah, we've like, already, we've already yeah. got MBA. You know, I, yeah, yeah, but that's not the same though. That's that's like determining the quality of like of of, right. of of a PSA 10 right like yeah. or or of a, a PSA I, I guess it's just PSA 10 um yeah, and supporters of, of Mike Baker and NBA will, will will say the exact same thing yeah because we've now seen scenarios where there is a NBA sticker on items that we've now found out have or, been tampered that's with. exactly it right so I, I guess it would have to be someone who knows like an infinite amount or not someone or a group of people that know an infinite amount about several sets um and uh some of the prominent trimmed cards that are already in existence on already in flux uh oh. it, as well as some popular set issues 
that might have resulted in cards being tampered with. But I think and, and that's, that's super interesting. Shouldn't shouldn't those people shouldn't those people be working at or consulting with the grading companies to begin with? I mean. So I, it's funny we we digress a little bit because I do agree with you. Um, I do think that it's a little bit much for you to ask one of these auction houses to go and revise the work of someone who's like meant to be doing something, especially when it's not their job to authenticate, like aside from like some basic tests of like, you know, smell, feel like here, like, you know what I mean? Like, like five senses kind of deal. Like, does this feel like a PSA slab? Does it look like a PSA slab? Whatever. Right. Um, you, you know, the really bad fakes from, you know, a PSA slab. Uh, and I think that's like pretty baseline stuff that they do in terms of figuring out the legitimacy of this. I think they might also check the cert number, you know, like I think that's legitimate. But I mean, aside from that, like if something is in a slab, to your point, it's how am I supposed to say that like this should be regraded or this is altered? It's impossible, right? It's it. You're right. They just can't do that. It's not it's not reasonable to think that, that that's a, a course of action when selling someone's stuff. And, and it is, it's definitely worth noting that several times now, and these are instances we've covered on cardboard coaches and have been covered extensively in the hobby. It does often seem to be Beckett that comes up when there seems to be a large kind of grouping of, of questionable cards. I, I immediately off the top of my head, think about the, uh, the, any soccer stickers. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, people can't buy Ronaldo's rookie sticker because yeah. they're scared of all the fake ones in Beckett's labs. Like, and of course, we know that there's a consecutive run of Connor McDavid Future Watch autograph cards that that were slapped by Beckett that were potentially trimmed within the threshold, um, but certainly documented as being trimmed. Uh, these are things that you can find on the blowout forums and many other uh, hobby. Uh, outlets and uh, Beckett keeps popping up and uh, in many ways kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Again, this is very painful for me, man. Um, I know. I know you were, uh... it's painful for the hockey hobby um, that loves Beckett uh, that really took the Beckett. And again, I've discussed that in the past. They had a strong presence in Canada and at the expos early on. Um, So it's very, it's it's a it's a brand that is valued in in the hockey market and the baseball and guys my, baseball yeah. guys too though right because Bowman first are sure. like the the foundation of baseball card collecting generally speaking yeah and uh, like a, a a good chunk of them prominent yeah. cards so, are in BGS labs right so again don't get me wrong I'm not working for PSA as I've been accused of of doing any time I criticize. BGS or HGA or anything like that. And again, I have slabs from every company and I'll give any slab a go. I'll give any company consideration. Um, but again, this, and, and, and we're not sitting here saying P- PSA every, listen, oh. PSA has had its, its share of controversies in 2022, 2021 as well. Um, so it's not about picking on Beckett, but again, if there's a theme here, there seems to be a theme here about cover quote-unquote cover, cover from shrapnel, cover from uh, from danger, uh, Beckett does seem to be a go-to. Uh, is, and again, which... you know, large companies, Golden, Beckett, they it's, are being it's, chosen. To... It's funny because Beckett just changed, like, presidents. 
you know, and it's the same shit or, or it happened before this happened, but I don't think so. I think that like, you know, it's like new shit or same shit, different day almost. Right. Right. Like, and uh, once again, you know, instead of focusing on something that is an actual issue internally, Beckett is like, what, what are we doing here? We're posting more stories on Instagram. That's great. You know, we're making more, more creative video content. Fantastic. I saw that they finally got out of the stone ages and, and up or in, uh, upgraded their website. So now you can actually place submissions online. Uh, right. I haven't, I haven't checked it out yet, but apparently it's like a little bit more efficient than it was before where you had to like print out a sheet of paper. Like it was like archaic. Um, I don't think I'll be checking it out anytime soon, but yeah, apparently it's out there. Right. But you know, like uh, why haven't we addressed the fact that like things keep slipping through the cracks here? Why have we addressed the fact that like, your a lot of your slabs are coming back cracked like you know like it's yep. uh inconsistency with grading like uh, we can talk about that till we're, we're blue in the face um which transitions into we have uh a pretty recent uh, psa submission actually we have several pretty recent psa submissions Maybe. um that we're slowly receiving, but we've at the very least, I mean, I've received one of ours and you received one of ours and we've seen the grades for several of the other ones. And we're not going to be on here bitching about grades. You know, we're not going to be, I've, I, I told myself anyway, I'm not going to be on here bitching about grades. Um, is, is it inconsistent? Like we were talking about earlier. Uh-huh. It, it certainly seems that way, right? Like it definitely seems that way. And it's not just that we, I thought that we should only get tens because it's, it's not. It's that some cards we sent in that we thought would be eights or nines came right. back tens. And then some cards we sent in thinking that they would be tens. In fact, like being like, this is a no doubter. And like, right. you know, you know, when you have a no doubter, uh, it c- comes back a nine right. uh, almost for no reason. Right. And, and that's where the, the issue kind of lies. Um, but I mean, where do well, we go from here? Bigger issue. Uh, when you talk about the technicalities, I had one card that was pack pulled back in 2010, a UFC card, an autograph, an important autograph that was returned as uh, being uh, what, what was the actual official designation? Min, min size, min size, min size yeah. which is, you know, equivalent to basically saying evidence of trimming or something yeah. like that. Yep. Uh, I, I pulled the card myself and we, I'm not the first one to tell this story. I'm not the first one to have this experience. And again, the common response seems to be that, that PSA is playing it safe. When does playing it safe become incredibly detrimental? I mean, I think we're already there. Also, cause uh, you paid, it, you paid for that though. And I paid. You paid yeah. to, you paid to have someone play it safe. Like, right. how does that work? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, imagine you send something in a Super Express, and they're yeah. scared to grade it. Like, why am I sending you my, my sending you my cards if that's you've right. got paid professionals to do yeah. a job that they're afraid to do? Yeah, and, and I'm getting not... and I'm getting charged to do it. Yeah, and the adventure's not over yet. I'm not done with that card. I know that that card is authentic, and uh, I mean, I'll take a look at this quote unquote min size, but. Uh, it's going to end up in another grading company and this adventure is not over yet. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, but you're right. It's, it's really, it's really becoming unpredictable. 
and and extremely unfair to people who are paying for this. Um, I, I what did I pay for that cart? Twenty U.S. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was time. like 20, twenty-five bucks. But I mean, still though, you know what I mean? Like, but I, but I have mentioned this several times. Yeah. Um, they are they are trying their uh, their hardest to get through the stacks of cards well, very talk, quickly. You should talk about what happened with your stubs, bro. Well, you know, I, 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 I it's it's frustrating, but I, I do find it. Um, it's a, it's more complicated conversation coach go i'll tell you that um i have you know the the uh the season season pass slash locker room tickets from from an, a very important hockey team in a, in a very important era i received these directly from the individuals that received them in 1984 it's the only way these cards were produced but i believe because they were stamped a certain way uh, in terms of you know putting the words down on them uh, again, PSA is afraid to grade them. Now, I'm currently embroiled in what a lot of people have been in, which is trying to convince them to grade it. And I'm hoping that it will play out. The thing that kind of confuses me a little bit, but then people start getting into conversations about heat printing and stamp printing is the fact that they are grading movie passes. You know, like even the most simple, it's like a blue piece of paper with some writing on it. So I'm doing my best to not only, you know, have something that I own taken care of properly, but it's actually a really important part of hockey history. I'm sorry, I'm not being super specific here. Uh, you can find it on my Instagram feed, Sports Card Cartel, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll keep us up to date, but it's extremely frustrating. And like you said, it went from a very smooth process that was reliable and consistent to constantly being on the phone with PSA. A lot of their customer service representatives are great people and they're, and they're trying to be helpful, but man, is it frustrating. I'm giving you a lot of money I'm giving you a lot of business and it's becoming a very frustrating um, experience and, and scenario. Well, I think, uh, the, I think one of the biggest issues aside from the fact that they wouldn't grade that is the fact that your submission had three items in it, two oh, items. That's right. Yeah. Two items that yes. like, let's call them questionable. Let's call them right. like right. Um, they, uh, unidentifiable. That's what we're going to call them. Two items right. that were unidentifiable, but a third was a ticket stub, which yeah, they, which, regular, which they regular grade on a regular basis. And yeah. instead of grading the one ticket stub, they sent your whole order back. Not yet. Okay, Not yet. but but they charged you for shipping. They charged me. They charged you for shipping. So you yep. had you had to ship your stuff there. So you paid to ship it there. Yep. It it got there. It sat there for three months while people were grading their cards, and they were deciding. You know, are we going to grade these? Do we have enough information about grading these? Uh, meanwhile, one of them could have been graded during that process. So one of those items, while they were deciding, can we grade these other two? Do we have enough information about these other two? Could have been graded during that process. It yeah. wasn't. And instead, the whole order was, was taken as is. Right. And they basically said to you, we can't grade this. We're going to send it back to you and charge you to ship it back. Right. And, and it took an angry email to uh, have, and again, to their, you know, to their uh, uh, proper handling of this, uh, a, a PSA representative did pull the order and get in touch with me. So we're, we're working on it. And they didn't have much of a great answer as to why that third item wasn't great. It has nothing to do with the other two. Um, but apparently that, that may be a kind of a bureaucratic issue. But again, it really should not be this difficult. It really should not be this kind of experience for the amount that we're paying. And by the way, these ticket stubs were sent in at a higher level service. I was not paying 15 or $20 no. per. 
Uh, and and they've already charged me. You're right. They've already charged me for shipping, even though the the the, the package has not been sent out. So so that is that that is absolutely uh, a thing right now. Uh, now I don't think we have a super smooth segue here, uh, Coach Co. But that being said, we have like we've like we've said several times on the podcast so far, and the motif that we have here is cover, cover, protection. You, there's something going on and you are kind of passing the buck, right? Whoever it is that may have cut these basketball sheets and serially numbered themselves. And we encourage people to get on Instagram and get on the internet and get more information about this because the experts that are handling this do a great investigative job. And you may have noticed certain parts of the hobby come out and, and, and uh, celebrate this. And, uh, and uh, you know, kind of encourage this behavior of keeping an inquiring out, uh, eye out there under the guise of protecting the hobby. And everybody that knows the cardboard coaches, whether it's Coach Co. Collectibles or Sports Card Cartel and the, and the content that we produce, so much of it is about protecting the hobby, protecting new entrants, protecting people that maybe don't have as much information. As the time rolls past and the years go on, there are new entrants learning more, hungry for information not wanting to make bad moves, not wanting to wind up a victim in any sense of the word. And we have certain groups and certain individuals, again, the, in my opinion, the 1% uh, that are out there uh, focusing on one thing, but not the other. So they're applauding, you know, these movements of, uh, regarding the basketball sheet, but they're ignoring another. So what am I getting to here? I'm getting to popular podcasts that act as cover for their friendly uh, co-creators uh, or for people that are outright sponsoring them. So we know that the, uh, and I'm probably getting the name wrong here. Someone's going to, is it Luca Tiger Braun? I'm not sure. LeBron, yeah. Luca Tiger Braun. No, I think it's Luca Tiger you know, Braun, Braun, I think. This is a podcast that I used to listen to quite often, along with Sports Card Live, by the way, before I knew better. And, uh, out of nowhere, you know, a couple of weeks after things were kind of dying down with this Don Diego situation, again, an individual I don't know much about. I, I don't collect Pokemon. I don't know about that sector. This is the experience of a lot of people hearing about this and maybe why it doesn't stick as much as a sports card scenario. But it is the same deal. It's the same kind of thing that's going on. It's the same thing we're hearing about. And, and particularly, we're talking about shill bidding. We're talking about someone getting caught in the act. And not only does this person completely disregard taking responsibility or owning up to this action, they wind up uh, with their buddies uh, in, in, in this hobby, in this sector, acting as cover for them. So we find out that, you know, Don Diego appears on one of these podcasts. They have a friendly conversation. They acknowledge that this is a friend of theirs. They talk about being family together. And the only way that they bring this up is by saying that there are a bunch of people that are, you know, causing problems and, uh, and being rude. And Don Diego utters the infamous words that, you know, 95% of the hobby is supportive and nice and pleasant and docile and falls in line. And 5% of the hobby, they're troublemakers. They are making trouble for me and my very lucrative business. Why are they making trouble for your lucrative business? Because they see through the smoke and mirrors. Because they know what you did. And it was not covered at all. 
no big surprise for me personally uh, that they did not discuss this at all. Again, the tables turned against the hobby community, which is incredibly unfair and disgusting, in my opinion, to basically go after the, uh, I wouldn't call them accusers. They're just people that used their own eyes and brains to see what was going on. So this is something we are seeing more and more often. And this is what I was referencing when I said there are these certain groups that are generally part of the 1% that will, you know, applaud an investigation into a cut sheet to show as if they are interested in protecting the hobby community. But when something else legitimate is going on, they will turn a blind eye to it. Any thoughts on that, Coach Co? Um, I mean, it happens all the time, right? It's, it's been It's been happening. Um, it's unfortunate that it happens. I mean, we see scenarios all the time where big podcasts or channels partner with people or companies that have been, you know, caught doing nefarious things not so long ago. Right. And everyone just pretends that, uh, I mean, a scenario that comes to mind is, I mean, everyone jokes, everyone jokes about it. Lemieux James wore a shirt to the national that says, I, sh- I shield my Probstein one, two, three cart or at, at auction or whatever. Right. Like I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Um, but like Blez last week, uh, consigned with, uh, with Probstein and, uh, people were kind of irate about that too. Uh, make they were questioning it. They're like, "Why the hell would you do that?" Like, I mean, it's gonna get shilled. Like all these things, right? Like, so to our point at the beginning of the podcast, or to your point rather, it's it's wonderful to see a lot of people now asking the questions, yes. uh, digging, uh, trying to put two and two together. Why did this person do this with this person versus just like, "Oh, that's a cool collab," you know? It's like, uh, "Hmm, where is this going? Why did this happen?" Because it is meticulously built. Do you know what I mean? Like these, these connections, these appearances on podcasts, these interactions, they're meticulous, right? Like these people are smart. Right. Um, and it, it's just, it's been happening. It will continue to happen. And, and the more that people question things and the more that they, they keep doing the inquisitive thinking, I think that we're going to eventually get to a point where some of these, some of these like chains, these shackles might, might yes. be broken. You know, like some of the, we're going to have, it's, it's, it's going to become more difficult for some of these hucksters to continue hucking around. And uh, the, the reality is we're going to see more pushback from them. So I'm glad you brought up Propstein. One of the many voices that suddenly came out of the woodwork to claim, yes, this you know, it was very bizarre, this pattern in the 86 Fleer box that was opened at the National, but I still think it's legitimate. Really, a person heavily invested in BBCE product, baseball card exchange product, he probably is sitting on stacks of it. He has tons of it come in to sell through his auction consignment business. He's he, Is he going to say anything other than that? Is he going to do anything other than support BBCE? So a lot of people found that funny and interesting as well when Probstein, of all people, showed up and said, I think this is a legitimate box, even though we've learned so much about packs being removed from it by Steve Hart of BBC. Right before it was uh, authenticated, this, literally right before, because he uh, thought that there was something wrong with a few uh, packs. All of this manipulation, and again, I, I want to be careful here, 
the cardboard coaches don't want to slander anyone. Do no, not no, no. Pull anything out of our butt. No, but, no, no. But you can you can hit the interwebs and the YouTubes and the Tiki Talkies and get a lot of good information. Um, there is, of course, uh, Rattle Pokemon, who who was right on top of this story with the Logan Paul case and BBCE. There was an insinuation, an allegation. I'm not supporting this in any way. I'm not uh, making this up myself that, you know, Steve Hart winds up with a Harley Davidson and all of a sudden we have a we have a case that is wrapped by the BBC. You don't think that's going on, folks? You don't think that there are favors and dollars changing hands when it comes to a concept of wrapping a case and the whole concept is that that case is not supposed to be opened? This gentleman has found himself in situations where the cases and boxes are being opened. And uh-oh, What's in the box? What's in the case? We are now being held accountable, or at least he is being held accountable. And again, there's been pushback. The hobby is watching and the hobby is reacting. But, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Life is kind of going on. And, uh, you know, Probstein, guys, uh, you know, if you, you ever you ever check out the feedback for Probstein, what you do is you go into all feedback and you can select uh for example, the last month of negative feedback and click the negative feedback, you will be blown away by what you see. Pages upon pages of negative feedback involving everything under the sun from all the way from some sort of clerical misunderstanding and not receiving the item, all the way to uh, a raw card being received without any form of protection whatsoever, even a top loader, all the way to not even receiving your item. I, I see so many times people order six items, they get five, and it's never resolved. And eBay will always side with Probstein. He is one of the highest volume, biggest dollar sellers on eBay. You're fighting against a, a, a Leviathan. You're fighting against the Kraken. Yeah, uh, It's very, very difficult uh, to fight back. And so we get to ourselves into a situation where it's who can you trust? We are a, a podcast right here with a very modest following. We'd like to thank our new viewers and listeners. We love you so much, sure especially do. anyone that shares. Um, we love it. And uh, we hope to continue growing. But these large podcasts, as we have found, and I've already mentioned two of them previously, if you're listening closely, uh, are generally sponsored up the wazoo. And they will always speak favorably of their sponsors. So how, how can you trust their opinions how can you trust their interviews how can you trust anything that's being said on those podcasts i often wonder myself who am i recommending to new hobby entrants that 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 is trustworthy i off the top of my head i know that stacking slabs has never had any sort of major controversy that i'm aware of although it's funny you know i mentioned certain names in the hobby and People will DM me and be like, uh, "Cartel, this happened," and I'll be like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know." I we know. can't, we can't escape. I know, but, I know. Um, stacking slabs, as far as I know, is a good one. Uh, although they do, from what I know, uh, I should listen more often. But they do focus a lot on football and wrestling. I mean, that's going to happen. The cardboard Ho- hockey, focus- hockey cards gong show has been absolutely blown up. Uh, shout if out to them. If you like hockey, I think right? they, I think they just got the two K on Instagram, man. It's uh, they've been blown right. up, and uh, those are some good people over there. But again, that's mainly hockey content and analytic. And, and I don't want to throw, 
I don't want to throw Luca Tiger, LeBron, and and Jeremy Lee completely under the bus. Because no, because there's a lot of information, useful they information, have good content. and they yeah. and they and they have good guests. You know, like they have like there's like a lot of quotable things that come from you know a lot of those podcasts, and there's a reason why they're so prominent and they great interviewers, right? There's so many things. Um, well, they built you. Well, you build up a following for sure. For and sure. at that point, at that point, it boils down to, you know, if the cardboard coaches ever get to that level, it boils down to what is our integrity? You know, who, who will we associate with uh, at this point? Who will want to associate with, uh, with the cartel? But, you know, it, it really boils down to the decisions they'll make after they've built up the following. Yeah. So those podcasts, I'm not throwing them into the fire as if they are Clear wax pack wrappers going into a plastic bin at Ken in, in Ken Golden's luxurious backyard. That's not what I'm trying to do. But I'm simply adding a disclaimer, and it's kind of sad that I have to add a disclaimer. So if I'm speaking to someone new who wants to listen to some of this material, I do unfortunately have to tell them if you're going to listen to those podcasts, just bear in mind these sponsorships, these agendas. Um, but I'm desperately always, you know, trying to trying to find some some goodness out there in some of these podcasts where we don't have to add a disclaimer so again you know stacking slabs is one of the ones that comes to mind uh i i heard cardboard coaches is pretty good as well not bad you know? not bad especially since uh coach got that new mic though you know it's crisp crispy yeah, I mean, it sound. crispy brilliant. crispy sound Absolutely crispy. <laughs> maybe the cartel will catch up one of these days. i don't know, I don't um, know man but, you know, I, I, again, also, you know, just kind of staying on this concept of uh, of uh, the community, kind of building up a little bit more awareness. And, man, we are just we're seeing more pushback than we've ever seen. Um, and, you know, again, as I, I, I that five percent, uh, I'm going with that concept again, because Don Diego seems to believe that the five percent are pesky nuisances that are getting in the way of her you know, accidentally bidding on uh, her friend's items. Um, I'm seeing them more and more and more. They're popping into my DMs. They're being supportive out there in the wild. Um, I'm, I'm seeing and I, more I, and more people fight back against the price of wax. I'm seeing more and more people fight back against the odds of ripping uh, something or get uh, getting something, a hit in a break. I'm seeing no. more and more people fighting back with breakers when they say that a card should be worth a certain amount when they pull it out of a pack or this is a $5,000 card, this is a $10,000 card or, yeah. or like yelling that this is a hit when it's like a, it's like a 10 or $15 card. Like I'm seeing pushback because it's, a lot of people are educated now yeah. and uh, it's a wonderful place. And I'm, I'm excited to see what happens moving forward. It's, it's more awareness. Yeah. And, and guys, and just, I'm putting it out there. It's not, it's not enjoyable. Maybe it is to some people, but for me, it's not enjoyable and fun to poke at people and antagonize. Yes, I, agree. I got I got into an exchange on the on the you know I if anybody knows the cartel well, I love getting into it on the card porn feed. Yeah, um, because it's very public, and uh, you know I got into it with the the Luca Tiger guys, and I do I do it on purpose to make it public. It's not fun. I don't want to antagonize people. I don't want to have to point out something you did or cause controversy. But it's again, it's just a reflection of the fact that we need to remind them that people are watching. We're, we're watching their movements and we're wise to it. That's a positive thing. It really is. You know, I've said it before, but, you know, a certain, a certain member of Luke Tiger 
uh, I'm sure we'd be really good buddies uh, in, in real life if, if we hung out. We probably have a lot of same, a lot of the same values, cultural background, but, uh, but, but there's no discussion. There's no engagement. There's just denial. There's just denial and trying to skirt the issue and try to move on. Do you know how many times that they have come back at me and said, well, you, you know, you should listen to the show sometime. I did listen to the show. Stop trying to use that as as your as your background and and then saying it's like, it's like it's like one of those token things you just say to yeah. like to like to like have the conversation and or, or one of these generic things yeah like, well, that's you know, what I, it's like we're, co- we're copy do- and paste you know like it's, imagine saying yeah, to someone yeah, yeah. like in person when someone calls you out about something well we're doing the best we can what does that well it's like customer mean? service right like that's all you got to do right like we're the doing the best we can someone comes in yells at, at a walmart employee you know they just have they have like a diffusing word or phrase right and like I, that's I what that is course, right like you're, you're right about diffusing words yeah. but i would say that it's it's vastly different when uh someone is covering for for someone in i i, I agree but i'm just saying that it's like uh but that, that's where just, they're getting it. That's where they're yeah, getting it from. Yeah, is, the, is the world of, yeah. of, of short of cu- customer customer service, service right? Like, absolutely. You just, but absolutely. And uh, again, just to finish off <clears throat> with the concept of the community, if you have a village and there is someone stomping around the village, bullying people, being extremely ugly and garish, and uh, trying to hurt people, launching personal attacks. And again, uh, let's see, how should I frame this? These are allegations. Um, the amount of DMs and the amount of conversations and the amount of receipts people have kept about this individual. And let's put it this. So let's, let's, let's draw the line and actually giving out his real name and that sort of thing. But retro.boomin uh, on social media feeds uh, has bullied one too many people. And I, I don't know what the latest update is, is if he actually lost his account. No, I don't, think, I don't think so. It's think... an individual I blocked a long time ago. Card porn piped up and encouraged people to block this gentleman who launches just unbelievably enthusiastic and insane personal attacks against people when he feels he's been slighted. And by the way, I, I've never seen like a huge accusation or slight on the guy it's usually stuff like you know this this guy has purchased his following which he did um this per this person uh you know was rude or yeah yeah, or yeah. it's usually it's usually like like rude or sexist or racist sexist or, 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 or yeah. offensive yeah. and i mean if yeah. you dare if you dare put it out this guy is on you oh man uh, this guy this guy is launching personal attacks trying to source information on you my goodness and, uh, you know, the, the, the community just really had enough. And it got to the point where this guy winds up on card porn's feed. Uh, I wish, you know, they didn't put it on his feed. They, they made a story. But uh, this guy's really bad news. And, again, very encouraging that the hobby was in agreement about this guy's behavior, trying to do something about it. So, yeah, I've been uh, sending you. I've been sending you like his stories uh, steadily for like the last like six. Yeah, months. but I'm not able to see them. I know, I know, I know. I, I know. But, I mean, sometimes I screenshot them for you. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it just speaks volumes that like the type of person that runs that account when like every day there's like a smash or pass of like an 18 year old or 19 year old college chick. Um, you know, it's just kind of like you're not supposed. To, apparently, you're not like, supposed to say chick though a female individual uh, can i say individual sure <laughs> an 18 yeah, or 19 year old 
a college yes. individual. Absolutely. Um, it's, 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 it's garbage behavior. It's, uh, it's not uh, very just, welcoming. No, it's definitely not welcoming, right? It's definitely not welcoming. And it's like, it, it's like that bro-ish frat crap that, you know, we see from a few other people as well. Right. So, I mean, apparently it's, that's in, I mean, I, as many people as that band together and said, like, screw this guy, like, like mass unfollow, I promise you there's probably six or seven times the amount of people that stuck around still, you know what I mean? So it really, it really comes down to uh, your own personal values and, um, I mean, how much shit you're willing to put up with from certain individuals, right? And I guess that's a common theme as well. You know, actually, that's that's a huge, uh, that's hugely important what you just said, uh, because a lot of people will say, you know, like, oh, I'm hearing these negative things about this individual or this company or this service, but why do they have so many followers and why do they remain successful? Because I'll, I'll tell you why, because a positive experience is a powerful thing. Also, friendship is a powerful thing. Remember, the Luke Tiger gentleman and Don Diego, right at the beginning of that podcast, made it very clear that they were close friends. She called them family. Uh, that's a huge bond. And uh, that produces loyalty. So in a way, it's almost like not surprising. And it's a good thing. I mean, having connections like that is a good thing. You you really have to kind of question yourself, you know, if, if the cartel engaged in some hanky panky. Uh, that's that's trademarked, of course, uh, for AIH Sports, a good correct. friend Rahul. Uh, but if the cartel engaged in hanky panky, would Coach Co turn on him? If Coach Co engaged in hanky panky, would I become the cover for Coach Co? These are very <laughs> deep, deep <laughs> questions that we can't really predict. Yeah. Um, and and you know, uh, going back to backyard breaks with their incredible cult-like following. If you have one good experience, maybe they pulled a nice card for you. They sent it to you in a nice top loader and a nice package. Or they gave you free shit that they got for it's free, right? Like yeah. powerful. Yeah, That's yeah, a course. powerful connection. Of course, of course. You know, look, a negative experience is powerful. A positive experience is powerful. The positive experience can, can create years of loyalty, right? So just remember that if you are seeing this huge following and it's confusing to you, this is someone with a huge following. They must be trustworthy. Well, and they that's when that's when that's when the giveaways start happening. That's when the you know that's Charity. when the, that's when the giving back starts happening. That's when you right. know what I mean. Like it's it's all uh, it's all too rich. Absolutely, that that is that is a thing. Uh, should we start talking about something a little bit more positive here and wrap up our podcast with with uh, something regarding the health and fitness that we spend so much of our lives helping people with? I think it's, I think it's a great idea. You had some so you had some points you wanted to mention um, in terms of if you're doing if you're I was gonna say doing the fitness <laughs> if, if you are looking to improve any area of your you know health and wellness, uh, I think it's important to have perspective. And I'm actually gonna share uh, a story uh, from one of my clients. It happened to me this weekend, actually. So we've been working together for a few months. And um, over the course of the last, I'd say, two weeks or so, he's been super busy with work, uh, as you know, some people are during the summertime. You know, People have opposite schedules. Super busy with work. He had a friend staying with him. And uh, he was getting not as many workouts as he typically got prior to this. Um, he was eating kind of on the fly, really didn't have much of an opportunity to between having someone live with him and his extensive work hours. Um, and he felt like really shitty 
heading into our check-in on Friday. And, um, you know, before he, he jumped in, like we do progress photos. Every, every, every client has a different method in which we track progress. And I think that's important to note in the first place. Um, and when we've talked about that several times as early as last episode, um, and he sent me the progress photos and even like within him sending it to me, he said, that's actually a lot better than I thought. Like, cause we were talking, we were on a zoom call much like we're on right now. And, um, he's like, you know, sending them to you like that. It actually looks better than I thought it would look after a few, a few weeks of not being perfect, right. Not doing everything he was supposed to be doing. And what I did was I sent him a side-by-side of that photo and the photo of when he just started. And the, the tone was completely different. And I, I, I sent that to him because I think it's important that sometimes you need to take a step back and not be so hard on yourself about not being perfect or, you know, not doing all the things you needed to do. Uh, but just appreciate the fact that, you know, even if you're doing five or six or seven different things that you've, you weren't doing before. And, and by those different things, I mean like increasing water intake, uh, focusing on eating more vegetables, going for a walk occasionally, even if you're doing a few of those things more, those results will still be significant over the course of time. Right. And when I sent him that, he was like, wow, I can't believe that. Like, I don't even look like that anymore. And I'm like, I, I, do you see what I mean? So even though you had a week or two weeks where you thought you did terribly and that you slid all the way back to the beginning, it's just not true. Uh, and so I think the, the point of me sharing that with you was, you know, sometimes things can feel a lot more difficult or a lot more, uh, a lot more awful than they actually are. So anytime you're trying to make changes, just try to zoom out and try to appreciate where you are versus where you started. And I think if you can do that, you know, in those times where you don't feel motivated and I find motivation is one of these things that I can talk about till I'm blue in the face because people cite motivation for not doing things. Um, But I think that motivation is something that's awesome when it's there, but you can't depend on it. Um, but I think that when you when you have those instances where you don't feel like doing the things you need to do on a regular basis, if you if you can take the time to zoom out, I think it'd be super powerful and that'll, that'll allow you the gas you need. Maybe that's motivation to, you know, get to that next hump. And, and, and zooming out is something that you mentioned a lot on your fitness feed. Uh, I love that. Uh, it's, it's a repeating motif on your fitness feed. It's very important. I would add that, you know, like for a lot of people, um, you know, it's funny. We talk about 90s collecting, you know, collectors of the 90s, a lot of them are nostalgic for that period of time in their life. So they're getting to a certain age right now. And that certain age group, um, you know, you just kind of start to hear these stories floating in the ether about cancer, about heart disease, about these physical issues. And so it weighs heavily on the mind of a certain age group right now. Time flew by and families were, were created and, and maybe somewhere along the way, you know, health and fitness got lost. And if you don't have that, it makes everything else difficult. So, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of, uh, of this penetrating certain feeds. And a lot of people say, I keep it to cards. But man, I encourage people to uh, post any sort of 
it's a reminder to themselves more than anything on someone's social media. Yes, you are sharing with people, but it is also a reminder to themselves of what they've achieved. The small steps they're taking, small steps can become bigger steps. I really encourage people to do that. You know, if someone doesn't like it, you just scroll through, scroll through to the next thing, scroll through to the next, you know, NFL quarterback rookie card. It's not so hard to do. Uh, again, I want to shout out uh, Dave from Signed and Slab. By the way, the guy's been absolutely killing it, not just in the realm of posting his fitness progress and, and going for that, that daily walk. But uh, man, he's just like, he's killing it with the analysis of, of auctions. I cannot recommend it enough. I know I'm kind of, penetrating into our into our fitness no 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 conversation. no yeah. absolutely amazing stuff uh and there's a reason why he's now being sourced out uh as a uh as a voice for uh, this pwcc top 100 and these other feeds so uh dave from sign and slab is just a smorgasbord of good stuff right now involving what we're talking about and cards themselves um i would just like to throw out that self-speak internal speak is very important if you're constantly down on yourself constantly getting down on the way that you feel or your or overall fitness, get out of that habit, get into something more positive, get into waking up and being appreciative of what you do have and practicing gratitude. I know it kind of sounds like a cliche. You're probably seeing it on YouTube via Andrew Huberman and these other guys, um, David Goggins, but I, I'm just throwing it out there again to the, to the sports card community, practice the gratitude. Maybe take a look at your favorite cards and say, hey, this is fantastic. There are people that just so casually are holding on to these five-figure, six-figure cards. Be appreciative of that. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe look at them and say, that's that's a reason to keep living. You want to keep waking up to see those cards. That's so cute. you want to be healthy, right? And enjoy yeah. those cards. Uh, get some sun. Um, get it as early as you can in the day. Uh, it may help with depression uh, that a lot of people are, are going through. Vitamin D, I cannot say enough about how important that is particularly when it comes to preventing certain flus and illnesses um get the best kind that you can find get the liquid form uh read up on it don't just take sports card cartels word for it on a random sports card podcast visit your doctor my god how many people in my age group particularly when i'm sitting down to do a consultation when it comes to personal training or, or any sort of uh, help with fitness or nutrition tell me that they have not seen their doctor in years I am sure Coach Co agrees with me. Go see your doctor, get a blood test, get an idea of what's going on. You don't want to hear about it at the last second, five years later, when you haven't been tracking the fact that you have arterial disease or something else going on in your body. Uh, walking, getting that, start with the basic level activity. And before you know it, you're going to be squatting like Coach Co and deadlifting like sports card cartel and, and doing backflips like a high-end athlete. So start somewhere, limit the additives and sugar in your diet. That's, that's what we tend to reach for when we are sorting through our collectibles and getting ready for a show, perhaps reach for a piece of fruit instead. You know, again, I know it's a cliche, but, uh, and study, do your, do your research. Uh, don't just jump into the gym and put a barbell on your back. People are putting that barbell up way too high on their neck. Do some research, do some studying, consult with coach co consult with the cartel consult with a fitness professional and then get to it so that you can be super happy and healthy and enjoy ripping the next box of upper deck extended series and have a good time with it knowing that you're in good shape and that your collection's in good shape huh love it team i hope you enjoyed this week's episode of cardboard coaches as always don't forget to like comment share if you found any piece of information interesting here and uh, as always, let us know how you feel just below. All right, team. Coach Co. out.
Have yourself a great day. Peace.